One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is John Biney. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, let's hear it for him. Come on, come on out here. And welcome back to the very Merry Christmas Parade. We're coming to you live from Walt Disney World in Florida. And sitting next to me this year in his first appearance as co-host is Regis Philbin. And Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Joan. Thanks very much. It's a thrill for me to be here with you today. You know, the first thing that I that caught my eye was the fact that that really is the Magic the, Castle. People think it's a painting. I thought it was a painting all these no, years. No, it's real. A little scrim in front of it, but gee, it's terrific to be here <laughs> with you. Well, it's great to have you here. We have a lot of Christmas excitement at Walt Disney World this year. Two parades. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, thank you. Why do you point to me when you say beast? How do you like this? And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dinosaurs, we've got everything. And let's get things started now by going over to the Disney MGM Studios with Mayim Bialik. Regis Philbin, of course, had a long history with the Walt Disney Company, so much so that he was named a Disney legend back in 2011. Greg Airbar is not a Disney legend, but he did work with Regis on many occasions throughout his career with Disney, and uh, Greg's here to share a few memories of working with Regis. Well, I uh, was very happy and very grateful to be able to share this, actually, Ed, because Regis, to some people, came off as this blustering, look what happened to me on the way to the post office, uh, and I'm out of control kind of guy. And He well, over-enunciated yeah. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, a sort of this, he, he created a persona that yeah. was almost a caricature um, that he, he sort of created over a period of time and Dana Carvey which he loved helped him refine it and what I was able to do was to uh, make use of that also because I actually had to write a script for him several scripts uh, for the Walt Disney actually the Disney parks Christmas and the Easter specials there used to also be an Easter special too and they were sort of like the Macy's shows, but a little bit different mm -hmm. because they were more uh, individual uh, pre-recorded segments that were inserted in either to promote attractions or to have musical numbers elsewhere on the property. So they were live, but they were done in such a way that there would be these video inserts that would be in there as well. And because they were live, 
they were very, very uh, complicated shows to make. And they used the same kind of staffs that Macy's used, many of the same directors. We had uh, Chico Fernandez, but uh, they later used Gary Halverson, who uh, worked on some of the greatest sitcoms of all time. And uh, the Brad Lockman Productions, who also did the parades for Macy's. So... It was the same group of people, very, very competent people. Um, a lot of the people from the Central Florida area who I loved working with also worked on other uh, TV projects with me. And Regis and Joan London. And I had been working there for a while uh, and wanted to do the parades in the worst way because I loved watching them. Now, they had started in 1981. First host was Mike Douglas and Joan London. And... After a while, they brought in Regis to be what they called man on the street, because that's what he did best. Yeah. He would go into the crowd and he'd say, hey, where are you from? And, you know, let's sing a song and all this kind of thing. Regis was an off the cuff improviser. Yeah. That's what he did. One thing Regis hated was a script. So I was very nervous going into this because the 1991 uh, parade was the very first one that Regis co-hosted with Gerald London. So that was a very different proposition. He was no longer the man on the street. The person on the street that year was Mayan Bialik. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually had to write, set up uh, things for her, suggested questions, things like that. But she still had to wing it. When you're on the street, you have sure. to go with what you're going Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And, and so there are things, the setups, some of the questions, and then the throwback back to you, that stuff is, is, is on a teleprompter. Right. So that has to be written as well, but you still have to think on your feet. When you're on the set, and by the way, when you saw them on that set, they were really in the park. They were actually in a section of Tomorrowland in a uh, uh, restaurant that had a balcony that looked out over the castle at the time. They kept moving where the set was. Sometimes it was in Main Street on the town square. Sometimes it was at the end of Main Street. This particular year, they were so the castle was really behind them. It was not a fakey thing. It was not CG. And uh, they did the parade, but they didn't. Well, first of all, let me explain something to those who wonder, well, why would you have to write it? Well, because... Because you're right. There's a lot more stuff written in television than, than you realize. I mean, you, you just you look at your uh, nightly news, you know, a, a lot of yeah. that stuff. I mean, you're, you're reading off a teleprompter. And yes, there are some things you can improvise on the spot, but because everything is timed to the second, which I suspect is where you're yes. going with this, that's why you, you have certain staples of the broadcast written out for people to refer to. Precisely that. And so the the when you look closely, if you watch uh, Macy's or if you watch the Rose Parade, look at the desk that they're sitting at. There's usually a, a festive bouquet or there's some poinsettias yes. uh, by the microphones. That's because behind it, and you can pretty much see them, there are, there are loose leaf binders. And inside the binders, there's usually one page that has... Uh, whatever script for each segment is on that page. Then on the other page, what we call the fun facts. Yeah. But in sports, it would be the color. Yeah. And here's why there's two hosts. There's one host to look either on the street or on the monitor or wherever to call out things. And then the other host looks at the facts who is not on camera yeah. or, or they're both on a camera, whatever. The other one 
that prompts the other one to say, you know, oh, oh look, Regis, it's Pinocchio. Yeah. And then Regis says, you know, Pinocchio was made and it was the first thing, you know, and that kind of thing. And that's why there are usually two. Yeah. Joan London was astonishing at the way she could back time in her head, the, mm -hmm. the way she made it seem effortless. Yeah. And could, could be, and, and she was also very, very nice, very sincere. And uh, during the breaks, they would still be talking. And a Vaseline intensive care lotion commercial came on with her in it. And Regis, <laughs> <laughs> and Regis said, Joe, do you even really use any of that stuff? And she, <laughs> and she said, I won't advertise something if I don't really use it. Yeah, yeah I use it. It's good. So, so if we if we go back a few weeks, it takes about five six months to put one of those shows together. Mm -hmm. And when we found out Regis was going to be a host, he was nervous because he isn't a script guy. Yeah, he likes to wing it, and he doesn't like to follow one. So I'm nervous because first of all, all the writers who'd worked with him before didn't have to do that, and Regis kids around with the ME needles and all, and they say, boy, they, is he going to give you a hard time? Boy, is he going to, and he usually says, where's my writer? Where's my writer? You know, where's the writer I had before? And I'm like, oh boy. So <laughs> first thing I, I, I thought was, I got to study everything about what he does. And and so I, I took notes and watched every, um, Regis and Kathy Lee at the time that I could, and and every single inflection, every back, uh, background detail I could to write it into the script. So whatever he said had to sound like it. And uh, I bought a box of those crackers he was selling with joy. <laughs> Nabisco Harvest Crisp Crackers. Oh, uh, yeah. So we would have them in the read-through in case yeah. he, he was going to say, you got the wrong crackers. Who knows? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what he was going to be like. Yeah. You know, I had no idea um, if that was the persona I was going yeah. to encounter. And now here's the other thing is we had fun facts, but there was just a few. And because you know me, Ed, I tend to um, uh, want to push something to the ultimate zenith of, of completion, especially when it comes to Disney and, and background information. I hate the word trivia because it makes me sound trivial. I wrote 52 pages of new fun, fun facts. Yes, well, yeah, the, yes uh, that is why we use fun facts or factoids. Factoids, yes. yes. And they were for the left sides of the pages, yeah. and and we uh, and I sent them to Dave Smith at the archives, and they were all approved. And we, you know, each time you had new pages, you had to you had to um, use different colors, same thing, and all that. And and when I came in, one of the one of the producers actually said, "Craig, fifty-two pages," and Regis said, "I love fun facts. I love fun facts." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, I love this man. Thank you." <laughs> you know, so right away I had a I, I got the inkling that Regis was going to be a good guy. You know, and I got took a picture of two, the two lions that looked very much the same: uh, Prince John from Robin Hood and mm -hmm. King Leonidas from Ben Nums of Broomsticks. And Joan said. Finally, I got a picture of these two so I can explain what, you know, because when we see them on the street, we have to guess, you know, what we're looking at. So you've got, so it was things like that they, they wanted. Um, I actually had two friends read the script for me beforehand playing Regis and Joan so that it would sound like them and you would hear it and say if it was right. So when Regis came in, he said, this sounds like me. So we knew we were in That's a, a compliment. Page. Yeah. And so they did a read through just like a television sitcom yeah they actually did the whole show mm -hmm. and could ask questions all and i'd come to it i wrote jokes for him and i thought this is you know and some of them were terrible and they'd look at me like okay you know <laughs> and i you know 
and and we had Donald Duck on the on the screen. So I said, sometimes he gets out of control, and he says, "Do you want me to?" I said, and he called me Gregor. He gives everybody a nickname. <laughs> I'm going to make it work for you. I'm going to make it work for you, Gregor. I'm going to make it work. Did I do that? You know. And but when he would do it, he'd wink. You know, because if he if he oh. if he needled you. It meant he liked you. Yeah. And I noticed that one of the producers who was a super nice guy named Andy, he uh, and con- he continued to produce the parades for years. He uh, he would say, he's going to look at me with that face. I'm going to see his face. I better get this right because I'm going to see that face. And there were certain people that he didn't do that to at all. So I thought, gee whiz, he doesn't like them very much, does he? Because, you know, I'd walk in and say, Gregor! You know, <laughs> so... <laughs> So one of the other producers and I met him at the hotel that he was staying at and sat down with him and went over the script with him personally so that he could get really comfortable with it because he really had never done this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's extremely hard. Yeah. And then and then Joan London also guided him through so that he was comfortable with it. And you got to give it to the, you know out of the box you know he did a fantastic job and what people also don't at least back then when it was done live because the show has morphed and more into more of a variety show now so i have no idea what's live and what's what's not nowadays but back then the show was on on the east coast from 10 to 12 mm-hmm. so it was probably 8 to 10 here on the west coast no, no, uh, seven to nine. And it was also shown internationally for the armed services. So it was all over the world. But the armed services version was actually shot two days earlier. And uh, that was for two reasons. One is because then it could be edited and uh, and sent to them. And they'd have it by Christmas everywhere, you know, where they couldn't send a live feed. And it was also so that in case it rained on Christmas Day, they could run the pre-taped one. And it would just say pre-recorded at the beginning. And so that was the pre-recorded one. So we actually did that two days before on the 23rd of Christmas. And then we did the actual live show on the 25th. Um, and we finished at noon and then everybody packed up and it was like no one was ever there doing that. Greg Airbar is with us via Zoom. Greg worked with Regis Philbin for many years on the annual Disney Christmas Parade telecast, which Regis co-hosted with Joan London for many years in the 1990s. We'll talk some more with Greg after this quick timeout as we continue our tribute to Regis Philbin here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.